3: Now
2: let's get this party started.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Man, you know, the highlight of my day so far is knowing that you bet on a horse race, Plex. That's awesome, um, man. Like, <laughs> I'll get down on some gambling from time to time, and even though it didn't work out in the Belmont with Rich Strike, right. just you throwing down some coin. That's made my
2: morning so far, man. We have our own segment on our show up on game. It's called Plax's Pony Picks, <laughs> and I pick the races for every for every horse race, just K- Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. So I have my own segment on the show, man. It's just, it's, it's really it's really dope. Now, how uh, how successful have you been in the past with your horse racing bets? Uh, you know what? I always just tend to bet on a four horse. When I don't know what's going on, I bet on the four horse or the 17 horse. And I've been doing, uh, doing pretty well. Yeah. Believe you know it or not. You know what's funny?
3: I'll tell you real fast. Cause I, I did radio in, uh, upstate New York for a little while, Albany, New York. And so uh-huh. they have Saratoga right there. Yep. And so we would go out there and we would do shows when it was horse racing season. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea, but I'm like. I might as well bet, you know. Like yeah, so, I, I would throw down a little money here and there.
2: Yeah, throw a couple bets. Now we used to go to Saratoga Springs when we used to have the training camp in Albany when I was with the Giants because the uh, the uh, the horse race was during training camp.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not that far away. But um, my process was Plex, and this is why I was not very uh, very successful at horse race betting. <laughs> but. <laughs> I would go by I would try to read because they have like the heavy duty programs and you can read the splits and all this stuff. I have no idea right. what anything means. And so I would look at them come out and as they were warming up if there was a horse that was a little frisky, I'm like, oh five's looking frisky right now. If he's like bobbing <laughs> his head around, I'm like, I'm going with the five, I'd run over there and, and bet on that horse. So I'd win a little bit here and there, but I, I it's crazy. The people who really profit off of that, what they know. And what man. they see happening, they before study it, does, it like
2: every single day.
3: It's crazy, it really is, man. But they've got it down to a science. They're not out there just like flipping quarters. You know what I mean? Oh like they,
2: no, they, they understand. Know. They understand the track conditions. Who who was the sire? Uh, yeah. they, they wanted Santa Nina. Yep. They wanted the woodland. They, the, the, trust me, they crack those newspapers open and they sit in these places and just study the horse. Game all day long, trust me. Man, they really
3: do. Brian Noah and Plaxico Burris with you here on Fox Sports Radio. How about this, man? So Washington Commanders defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. So he deleted his Twitter account on Saturday. Uh-huh. This is on the heels of he was fined $100,000 by Washington because he made comments earlier in the week. He was referring to events at on January 6th at the Capitol as a dust-up. And he, right. he had a comparison between the, the George Floyd protests and what happened with the insurrection. So just we're on the same page. If we go back to Jack Del Rio's actual comments, this is what led to him getting fined and deleting his Twitter account. Here's what Del Rio had to say.
4: I just asked a simple question, really. did I? It, let's get right down, down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? We're going to talk about it. Why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say, I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. Well, there's nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about, we're going to make that a major deal. I just think it kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was.
3: Hmm.
2: Okay, so what do you make of all this right here, Plex? Man, it's deep, man. You know, uh, you know, I have a, a few guys and friends that I know had, that have played for Jack Del Rio, and they have said, you know, things about him that that have been, you know, unpleasant. But for... You know, for what he said, it's just, you know, I, I just don't understand it. I, I really don't. Just really trying to equate the, you know, the capital insurrection to basically the murder of George Floyd all, all in one sentence. And I, I just didn't understand the, the narrative behind the comment. Uh, but also him being a coach of, you know, of, of, of those players and, and, and young black men in that locker room. And especially, you know, basically down the street from where all of these things happens, coaching in right. Washington, and you know, being a leader of these players, you know, I just think it's one of those things where it's going to be be tough for him to move on forward, uh, move forward, you know, coaching some of these players who are you know who are outspoken, and 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 and, and, and they were affected by it, uh, you know, being young black men, you know, in America. And, and things like that, and ch- trying to sit down in a meeting room or the locker room and basically giving a young man instruction. You know, how will those young men respond to him as being their coach based off of the things that he has said? And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, for those players – they're not all going to be happy with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to take some offense to it, but I just want to see moving forward for him being a coach, you know, how that is going to affect him in the organization and some of the players that he is going to have to teach and coach, and and go to work with every day. You know how that outcome is going to play out. Um, those are some of the things that you know uh, I I wonder about as just being a player. And, and having a coach come out and, and uh, being outspoken in that manner, uh, I just don't know how I would take it as a player.
3: Yeah, no, it's interesting, man. I think the way I look at it, I think the point he was trying to make is that wrong is wrong. That's that's what he was trying to make, but he made it. It was a sloppy comparison. And then referring to January 6th as a dust-up, he's like, that's eh, a dust-up. Ain't nothing burned down. What's the big deal? Like, <laughs> that was, uh, that was no, the just... kind of vibe he had. And to me, he's doing exactly what he dislikes. He's minimizing wrongdoing. If you don't like it being minimized, the wrongdoing of like the protests, and there were lives lost, there were buildings burned down. If you mm-hmm. think that was minimized, you can't turn around and minimize the wrongdoing with the insurrection and equate it to a dust up and nothing burned down, so a dust up. Uh, like what are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> right? And like what, it was just and a and sloppy what, way to make the point.
2: What message does the fine send to D- Jack Del Rio and the public? Okay, so Ron Rivera fined him a hundred grand. Like I don't, I don't understand the fine. Like what does that do? Mm-hmm. What is the fine about? I just don't understand the whole. Thing of Ron Rivera, you know what? He was wrong. I'm going to find him a hundred grand, but it was like basically like a slap on the wrist. A lot of people thought he should have lost his job. Yeah, that that that's just being honest. But I guess it was just a dust up and a slap on the wrist. Find him a hundred grand. We move on. He deletes his Twitter account, and we act like it never happened.
3: Yeah, I'm curious where you stand on that because, like you mentioned. There are a few people, the NAACP president, Derek Johnson. He called for Del Rio to be either terminated or for him to resign. And to me, man, look, we're going to have differences of opinion. And I can understand how someone would take offense to Del Rio's comments. I get that. But to the point where, hey, he should be fired. Just get him out of here. Like, that goes too far for me. Where do you stand on that? Did you hear what Del Rio said and think, man, he should be out of a job here?
2: I didn't, I didn't think he should be out of a job, but I think there should have been uh, m- uh, more consequences for, for his actions than what he has said. He has mm-hmm. to realize that, you know, he's a mentor and, 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 and he's a leader for, of an organization and basically mentoring young men. That's, that's, the big, that's the biggest part of what he said that is bothersome to the people in the public and and these young men that he he is grooming to be better young men and and better football players. I think that is what people are looking at not as just what he said, but actually his role as being a mentor and a coach to these, to, to these young men.
3: Yeah. I like what uh, the defensive lineman from the Commanders Jonathan Allen said where he said, "You can have a difference of opinion and still respect one another." And we need to get more toward right. that where right. we're not going to agree on everything but not every comment rises to i disagree with you you should be fired <laughs> you know like that right we can see things differently i will say plex i think it's lame that del rio deleted his twitter account <laughs> it's like come on man like I mean, well, if we, you're going to do that before. yeah i know there've been some comments out there that you know you're like whoa okay i've uh, i've started up over here you yeah. know but to delete it then, come on, that is so weak where you're just giving in to the angry mob. (laughs) The angry mob's like, see, we did it. Let's be angrier and nastier the next time. It's like, man, do that a month from now if you're going to do it. Don't do it the day after you get fined. I thought that was
2: terrible. Hey, trust me, man. Some of these people on Twitter, man, they, they can be nasty, man. You have to have armadillo skin. Yeah. If you want to have a Twitter account, if you want to go out and jump on the jump out the window and say things like that, but I guess he couldn't take it. So, you know what? I'm just going to delete my Twitter account.
3: Yeah, man. I would I would suggest just uh don't look at it. Don't look at it for a few right. weeks, you know? Right. Like come on, on, man. That's just like uh slinking off into the night that way by deleting it right now. <laughs> come on, man. That's brutal right there.
1: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
5: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
0: be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
3: I'm Brian Though no, He's Plaxico Burris here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, I, you know, this budding friendship of ours, Plax, it could take a turn right <laughs> here, man. You know could take mean? a turn. I'm going to throw this out at you, and right. uh, I'm curious how you, how you react to this. Um, right. We were talking about Draymond Green a little right. bit earlier. And he struggled in the NBA Finals. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. He's let it be known. He knows this. Mm -hmm. He's got 18 fouls, 17 points in the series. (laughs) And it just, it made me think back to this was just a few years ago. There were a lot of people that would say Draymond Green is the Warriors MVP. That was a real thing. Many people believe that to be the case. It was never the case. And the finals show, just the last game we saw, Draymond was brutal again, and Steph Curry drops 43 points. Steph Curry has been and still is the engine of that team. What do you think about all that?
2: I don't know, man. It it could be a culmination of different things. Is Father Time sneaking in on Draymond, or has he not really been, you know, practicing his jump shots and 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 been so reliant on the, the Warriors offense that he really, you know, kind of got away from shooting the basketball. Mm. Uh but just like you said, he was a triple-double machine like 4 or 5 years ago. That's right. You know, he was going to get you 12, 10 and 10. You know, he's never been a a 20-point guy, but he would get you a triple-double. Basically every night in that offense, but I, but I also think that you know his offensive his, his his offensive game has has definitely declined. But he was playing with Kevin Durant, he had a healthy Klay Thompson, and and also Steph Curry. So a lot of those teams were basically just trying to stop those guys, and they couldn't stop them. And giving him opportunity to score the score the basketball, he was basically the catalyst for this team. He, he, he's still getting rebounds and pushing the basketball with tempo, you know, and just creating you know mismatches, you know, for Steph Curry and all of those guys in the pick and roll. But I believe he's going to bounce back. You know, yeah. I know for a fact that that he is saying to himself, listen. This is not the Graymont dream that I know. And everybody is saying the same. Even his mom is his saying. Mom, listen, his mom called him out. I don't recognize who this guy is. He is not my son anymore. Can somebody please go get my son? But, uh, yeah, it's like you said, man, it, it's, it's, it's kind of it's surprising. It, it really is for a guy that has a role on a team to where, you know, he gets rebounds, he plays phenomenal defense, uh, a defensive MVP in, mm-hmm. in the NBA, but I think he's going to bounce back. He's going to have one of those triple-double games where he's going to leave his imprint on game five, and everybody's just going to be like, man, listen, leave me the hell alone. I'm Draymond Green.
3: Man, I, I respect the take. I just – I got to be honest with you, man. I think there's a better chance that – he doesn't reach double digit points with the remaining games. Then he reaches double figures in points tonight. That's
2: how I see it happening. I think so. Trust me. He's in the gym shooting those open baskets.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
2: He's getting shots up in the gym right now. Trust me.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll see. Maybe there's a friendly wager that we'll have before the show ends here. You know, Hey man,
2: listen, I don't mind throwing a few coin, uh, 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 some, some coin down on my guy, Draymond Green.
3: Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, Put my uh, my thinking cap on. Maybe there's a, a line that will be fa- will be fair for both of us. We can get in on that. But I just think this. I think there's there's a big difference between being valuable and the most valuable. And I'm not sitting here telling you, especially years ago, that Draymond wasn't valuable. Of course he was. He's absolutely valuable for all the reasons that you threw out there. He was a triple-double machine. He was a guy that was a rebounding force, distributor, you know, he did a lot of the I mean, dirty work.
2: He still is, but he's just not scoring
3: the basketball. Yeah, he's just struggling there. But he I, I he's heard, turned the ball over and
2: transition. Yeah. Uh, he, he's making these passes that you haven't seen him making the pass. And you're like, Draymond, what, what are you thinking? Yeah. And just like you said, man, he, he's four for, I believe, 26 from the field and the, the 0 for 9 from three point race. And they just have no respect for him when he has the basketball.
3: Mm. Yeah. And. It's I just crazy to me where Steph Curry is a two-time league MVP. He's the only unanimous MVP ever. You know, what? and then they, they were saying that, that Draymond was the the MVP of that squad. That's just crazy man, to me.
2: When I read that, I could not believe that that Steph Curry is the only unanimous NBA MVP. I did yeah. not know that. That's it's crazy,
3: wild, isn't it? Right? There should be more than just Steph, but it's like. I think that's where a lot of the criticism from Steph comes from. Is there are a lot of people that were upset that he's the only guy. And it's not Steph's fault that he averaged 30 points when they won <laughs> 73 games it would have made any sense to vote for anybody but Steph. And it's not his fault that Jordan was never unanimous which he should have been and there were that's, other players that should crazy. have been unanimous.
2: Yeah. Magic Johnson, I mean Bird, Will I mean yeah. Will Bill Russell. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know, man, but it did. And it's it, like Mariano Rivera, like the only unanimous yep. uh, baseball Hall of Fame. Same thing. Yeah, it, it yeah.
3: should have happened with many players. Gina was upset. <laughs> <laughs> who, was the, who,
2: who was the one guy that didn't vote for me? Where are you?
3: Uh, exactly, right? Stand up. Make your argument known over here. What is this going on? Yeah, and how about this? I'll throw this at you as well. So, um the Warriors' former teammate, Kevin Durant. There was something I saw. Of course, KD's very active on social media, active on Twitter. And there was a question thrown at him. So would you consider yourself a leader? And Kevin Durant answered this way. I'm curious what you think about it. I'm an employee and one of the guys on the team. Some moments I'm out in front. Some moments I'm not. The main message comes from the coach, in my opinion. Now, let's consider this where both Kyrie and KD said, we don't need a coach. We'll, we'll coach the squad, right? Like, right. So they have that in the background. What do you make, especially as a former player, with KD saying, I think the main message comes from the coach?
2: You know what? I get it. I understand. I was in that similar situation to where, you know, I wasn't as outspoken as people would like me to be. Right, but I also knew that I had a responsibility, and I was a leader. I think I think that that's what Kevin Durant is implying. Listen, I have a job. This is a business. Sometimes I, out in front. Sometimes I just sit to the back, and I don't say much. Right. But deep in his mind, he knows that he's the leader of that basketball team. I mean, come on, man, you, you, you're arguably one of the greatest scorers that we have ever ever seen, and. If, you, if, you, if you're not out there every night being Kevin Durant, then the Brooklyn Nets don't have an opportunity to win a basketball game. So I believe that wholeheartedly that he knows that he is the leader. Mm-hmm. But he is also taking that role that, listen, you know what? This is a job. I have a job to do. I'm going to do it the best of my ability. And if guys choose to follow me, then I will lead. But he knows that he's a leader of this basketball team.
3: No, I hear you, man. And I think that, listen, not everybody leads the same way. Right. There are guys that lead by example. KD is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there are guys that lead by their, the example and they're vocal. Like There's a difference between KD and LeBron. LeBron's a lot more vocal than KD. That doesn't mean KD's wrong, but you could do that in football all day. Your former quarterback, Eli, he was not a vocal guy. Drew Brees was. Drew Brees was there leading the chance before the game and all that. He's a lot more vocal. Mm -hmm. Some guys just lead differently. That's the way it goes.
2: Yeah, you uh, you look at Giannis. Uh, He knows that he's a leader of that basketball team, and you rarely hear him say anything. And that's another another example. And just like you said, me coming to New York, me me understanding that I was a leader of – of that of, of the football team, but we also had guys like Michael Strahan, who was very outspoken. You yes. knew he was the leader of the team in that defense. Eli chose to just lead in the way that he was as a person, but you knew that he was the leader of the team. And just like you said, some guys just lead different. Joel Embiid uh, Jimmy Butler, he knows that he's a leader of that basketball team. He, he's not as outspoken as everybody would like him to be. And guys just lead by the way that they perform. A- yeah. And you, and if, if you're a teammate of that guy, you respect it and you follow him.
0: Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: You know, hearing all those baseball scores, I I just have to ask, are you a baseball better as
2: well, Plex? What do you Come get down on, with? Oh man. I went to the Yankees and Cubs on Friday night. I think it was like 13 innings, and it hit a walk-off home run. It was, yeah. It was, it was a great game. And I, hey, I love going to Yankee Stadium, man. I, I try to attend about four or five baseball games a year, and they're usually the Red Sox versus the Yankees, man. There's no better you know, scene or setting than going to Yankee Stadium when the Red Sox are in town.
3: Do you ever uh, show up at Fenway as a former member of the Giants? You
2: know I've never been to Fenway. Oh man, I've you never get out been there. to Fenway. I don't think a lot of people up there really like me. So uh, yeah, that's the, that's I the only tend thing, to man. Is stay yeah, away from yeah. those people i hear you i yeah
3: i got you on that man i i don't know if you want to go incognito or something you know but yeah i don't know if you're just like let me go out to the game on friday and just get heckled mercilessly that doesn't sound like an awesome oh, time
2: i got heckled a few times when i've been up d- d- been up there those people haven't really been too nice to me yeah yeah, yeah, I, man, yeah. Tough I, get
3: I get it it is tough um yeah man so We were talking about Tyreek Hill a little bit ago, the new Dolphins receiver, and he was throwing a little bit of shade at his former team, the Chiefs, in his debut episode of his new podcast. It was a banger, by the way, Plex. It needed to be said. A lot of comments coming from this podcast that got headlines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he said part of the reason um, that that he's gone is that Kansas City wasn't utilizing him enough. And then he wanted to... Wanted to feel the love contractually, and that wasn't there. And so he was unhappy with Kansas City. I just hear this, and with all this offseason optimism about the Dolphins and who was that guy and his accuracy, and then the next breath he's talking some trash about the Chiefs. What are the chances, if he was unhappy in Kansas City, that he's going to be happy in Miami?
2: Well, I I don't think there was enough money contractually to pay him. He, he's getting what 72 million dollars guaranteed, 120 million, but it's it, it's tough to pay Tyreek Hill when you have a half a billion dollar quarterback, right? And and Patrick Mahomes, so <laughs> there's not a lot of money to be thrown around, especially with uh, Kelsey, yeah. you know, ha- having to pay him coming up. But uh, I just don't understand. What, he, what he's saying because, listen, if you get 169 targets in 16 weeks, I did go to Michigan State, but not, I know my math <laughs> is right. That's about 11 targets per game, if, if I'm not mistaken. But being underutilizing that offense – and Andy Reid being one of the best offensive players, uh, offensive play callers of all time. I just don't believe it. And underprivileged, I mean, you were basically the focal point of this offense. Defenses are, are targeting you and trying to slow you down and saying to themselves, like, hey, listen, if we can contain and slow down Tyreek Hill, then we have a better chance yeah. of winning this football game. And maybe he doesn't understand himself and how good of a player that he is. And and he was saying that, listen, I was underutilized and I was not put in in more one-on-one situations when defenses were paying me with their best cornerback. I mean, Tyree, you you run like a 4-1 flat. Mm -hmm. I just don't, you're the most explosive offensive player in football in my estimation. So teams are just not going to let you line up one-on-one and for you to destroy them. Trust me, a guy like Eric bien and Andy Reid were working tirelessly to put him in situations to get him to football. And if he doesn't understand that, I don't believe that he's going to get more targets in Miami from Tua than he would have gotten in Kansas City. Trust me, be careful what you ask for because the humble pie can be real humbling.
3: Man, I – you know – I'm bracing for impact as a Dolphins fan over here, Plex, because really, just do the math on this whole thing. He was just with, Mahomes is going to go down as one of the better quarterbacks in the history of the league. That's the pace that he's on. He's a superstar. And now Tyreek leaves the Chiefs. He's with the Dolphins. He significantly downgrades his quarterback. From Mahomes to Tua. There's no doubt about that. Tua is just not the playmaker that Mahomes is. Not even is. close. Not even remotely close. And he's talking up Tua like he's the second coming. I'm telling <laughs> you, man, by week six, Tyreek might wake up and be like, what have I done over here? Like, yeah. Right? Like, this yeah. could be really bad really soon for Tyreek yeah. and the Dolphins.
2: It's week six, six receptions, 0 and 6. So man. Man, <laughs> I can see a- that happening real quick, but listen, Tua's is just gonna have to get his game up, man. He listen, mm-hmm. he he has some of the most explosive players on the offense and Jalen Waddle, and now you add Tyreek Hill to this offense. But it's gonna basically just come down, can Tua get these guys the football and just like Tyreek Hill said. Tua is a more accurate passer than, Ty- than Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. I do not believe that at all. He's <laughs> I- going to have to prove that to me <laughs> and everybody else.
3: Yeah, and he's, like we just said, he's not the playmaker at all. That I think that's what's being glossed over the most is I don't think it's as much about arm strength. You hear about arm strength being harped on. And look, Mahomes has a cannon for an arm. Tua doesn't right. have that level of arm strength. But like you said, you saw the Chiefs, they're facing two deep safeties throughout a lot of last season. They're limiting the deep ball with Tyreek Hill. So it's not like Mahomes is airing it out every other play. I think that's been overblown. It's the playmaking aspect. It's Mahomes dropping down sidearm to get it to where it needs to go. It's him keeping plays alive with his legs. He's just an exceptional playmaker. That's going to be the major difference. But it comes back to expectations. If you build something up, to be the greatest thing in your life, your job, the person you're dating, the vacation you're going to take, this is going to be unbelievable. And it's not like that. It seems like it's way worse just because you built it up to be something that it isn't. That's what I worry about Tyreek doing with Tua and his new team in the Dolphins. He's building them up like crazy. And if they're nowhere near the Chiefs early on, man, that,
2: that's going to be a rude awakening. They aren't. I, I, listen, I have to be honest. Tyreek Hill, he was in the best position that he could have been in professionally for his, for for the craft that he chose to play wide receiver, is was in Kansas City. I understand that they couldn't get it done on the business side, mm-hmm. but but for, as far as the quarterback situation going to Miami, it's not even close to be accurate. Arm strength. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes is a superstar and an elite top three quarterback in his league, and he's going to go down as being one of the greatest passers that we've ever seen. So Tyreek Hill can feed us all the baloney that that he wants. (laughs) If he believes it, then that's totally up to him. But we all know the facts. The the proof is in the pudding.
3: Yeah, no doubt. That's exactly right. (sighs) You know, I'm excited for the football season. I'm not ex- as excited for the Dolphins season, though. You know, like the more Tyreek builds it up, the more I'm like, I don't, I don't see it going down like that, you know. We'll see how it goes, though. Looking forward to it, nevertheless. All right, coming up next, this might sound like a crazy question at first, but it's worth considering. I'm Brian No. He's Plaxico Burris. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
5: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Brian though, no, he's Plaxico Burris here on Fox Sports Radio. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply before we get back into ball here Plax, mm-hmm. are you a Jimi hendrix guy at all
2: i am a jimmy guy i have his. i have some artwork downstairs in my basement on the wall there you go
3: very nice i'm glad to hear that uh, musically how do you get down exactly what's the go-to for you
2: Oh man, you know, I'm I'm usually just a I'm a smooth, you know, just R and B guy, man. When I'm riding around by myself, you know, sometimes, you know, I need a little pick me up so I might you know, I will throw some Nas on, some little Jay Z mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, but I'm a you know, I'm I'm a Baker, you know, Regina Bell. You know that the, those, those smooth tones in the morning uh-huh. when you just you know you just can't throw on Buster rhymes at like five five forty five in the morning when you're taking your daughter to school. You know what I mean? I hear so, you. So you gotta school them on the you know the Marvin Gaye's and you know the uh, the smooth R&B tones.
3: You know, I thought you were going to go for a second, like a pick-me-up. I thought you were going to say, yeah, i throw on some metal. i throw on some Slayer, maybe a little Pantera, old-school Metallica. No. I thought you
2: were going to do that. No? You weren't going to? Yeah, I, I throw some, you know, some a little Nickelback, some nine-inch nails, <laughs> you know, every now and then. <laughs>
3: I can just picture you like, all right, let's pick things up. Let me go with some Nickelback over here, huh? That's like, it's letting your hair down a little bit there, Plex. You know what yeah? I mean? Yeah, yeah that's, man. I like it. Okay, I'm going to throw something at you. You might not like it at first. But hear me out. I'm just thinking about this with Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. They've been ac- excused from minicamp, mm. and so I'm just thinking about this. We're at June 13th now, and the question becomes: Should the quarterbacks leave some of the guaranteed money on the table? I know this sounds wild, but in order to speed up the process of landing on a new team, and like even if you say no, 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 you don't leave money on the <laughs> table, that's fine. But I'm just thinking about the big picture here, Plax, where it could end up costing them money down the road. If you take Baker Mayfield, for instance, let's say he tells, tells the Browns to shove it. You owe me 18800000 million. You're paying up. I'm not giving you a $5 million haircut to get out of town. You're paying me every cent. Well, okay, what's the ripple effect? He's not on another team. He's not in the playbook. He's not with his new receivers he's just he's behind, and then if he's thrown in as the starter when he's not really ready, how do you think that's going to play out? He's going to stink, and his next contract is going to stink as well. So I'm just <laughs> saying
2: it's worth considering. What do you make of that? Listen, nobody's giving back any guaranteed money that's just one thing that's not going to happen, but I think for the Cleveland browns it's just a it's a bad situation getting worse, so yeah. Baker's just sitting back. Trust me, he wants to be on the team. He he wants to be on a, on an NFL roster, but nobody is willing to pay him what he thinks he's worth. I mean, I think a lot of these teams are basically saying, "Listen, we're not going to pay you more than five million dollars a year." And I said this on our show. I said, "What are the odds that Baker Mayfield remains on this team and be, and he is the backup quarterback to Deshaun Watson?" <laughs> Oof. And it's basically looking like that may be a situation for the Cleveland Browns moving forward because they do not know the fate of what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson. So the Cleveland Browns need an insurance policy. Yeah. So their insurance policy is who? It's Baker Mayfield. Because I, I think we, it's going
3: to be Jacoby. I think it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. I hear you. Trust me, I do. I, I just, I just don't, don't think Baker's going for that.
2: Well, Listen he may not have a choice. Yeah. He may not have a choice if the Cleveland Browns are not willing to release him, then who else is going to pay him? Who what other team is is looking at him this late going into the season, not knowing the receivers, not not, not knowing the playbook uh and and all of those different things moving forward, but for him and and the Cleveland Browns, I just don't understand what's going on on the business side of it, but clearly nobody wants to pay him $18 million and no. pick up that tab for what That's right. the no. owe him.
3: No one's trying to do that. But it's interesting because it ties in with, like you said, Deshaun. There's so much unknown. Yep. How long is Deshaun going to be suspended? Is the NFL going to come out with a specific number of games and say he's, he's out for six games, he's out for eight games, whatever the number happens to be? Do they put him on the commissioner's exempt list? And it's we don't know how long it's going to be, like that, that's a lot of unknown right there. And yep. uh, I, I think they move on from Baker. I hear what you're saying. Trust me, I do. But I think they move on from Baker because I, I just think Baker's like I'm out of here, and I don't think that's the right move for him. If he could be the starter this year, we don't know if Deshaun's going to play at all. That's There's the a great best possibility place for him. that he
2: may be the starter.
3: Yeah, I think that's the best place for him. But I think he's going to be like no. You gave him 230 million. Get me out of here! I'm not suiting <laughs> up
2: get. I think he's prideful to a fault. Oh uh, no, it's a bad situation for him and his and the team.
3: How do you? What's your situation. best guess how it how it shakes out with Deshaun and the legal situation and what uh, the NFL does suspension wise?
2: I believe he will be suspended. I'm not sure how many games, but I, th- I think there are going to be some consequences for him moving forward. Especially with everything that's coming out, you know, daily and weekly, and all these new, uh, other new accusations and allegations. So it, the, the 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 Cleveland Browns have them have, have themselves in a place where they don't they don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and and they can't back up off of this contract because it's all guaranteed I money. I know it. So and that's what everybody said. Why would you put 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 this man in a situation and? Give him all this guaranteed money, not even knowing the fate, of, if he's going to be available to you this season. But I, the Cleveland Brown structured his contract, so he will only make like $1.5 million in salary this year if he's suspended and the NFL is investigating that part of the, of, right. of the contract. But for them moving forward, you said Jacoby Brissett, uh, I don't think he's a better fit than Baker no, being I don't a starting either. quarterback. But yeah. just like you said – $230 million you just gave Deshaun Watson, and now you want me to come back and play for you guys? Right, right. <laughs> now you want me to come back and play for you guys? Yeah. I, I, I was a I'm franchise quarterback, and you the number one pick?
3: That's, that's like getting dumped and your mm-hmm. girl coming back and say, my new man, like, I've got some time in between. <laughs> we make it official, so how about we kick it? For a little, you'd be like, you dumped right. me, like, All right?
2: right? I, like, didn't li- I didn't like his cologne. I like yours better. Yeah, that's right, man.
3: <laughs> uh, last thing I'll say is, what I find interesting, plaques is you hear this about the commissioner's exempt list. If the NFL puts Deshaun on that list, mm. what's going to justify taking him off of the list? You know what I mean? Like, if the legal know. proceedings don't take place until next year, how does the NFL justify taking him off that list?
2: I, I, guess, I don't I think you well, can. Yeah. We'll find out.
3: We will. All right, coming up next, one star player truly lives up to his nickname. Oh, oh,
0: oh, all right.
5: If you dare.